0: Hello and happy Wednesday. (laughs) Sorry, we're on a little late because we couldn't stop talking. (laughs) We have a lot to say. It's fine. All right. We have shifted a little bit from what we had scheduled. Feel like God has somewhat hijacked, pleasantly hijacked our plans, which is always good. And and we welcome that. we are going to dive in over the next few weeks uh, to talk about having this on mind. What does that mean? What does it require of us? What is it that God is forming in us as a body through this? And one of the things that, uh, that just keeps ringing true in me is you just, you know, what's laid out in Ephesians five, where it says, um, for he died for us, sacrificing himself to make us holy and pure cleansing us, Through the showering of the pure water of the word of God, all that he does in us is designed to make us a mature church for his pleasure until we become a source of praise to him, glorious and radiant. And one of the things that, that he said to me during worship on Sunday was that, I am after a sound mind that is capable of hosting a, a praise fest at any given moment. And and I love that so much because how many times do we come up against opposition? And because of our weak-mindedness, we retreat. And what he's looking for is people who can host a praise fest so that his, his throne can be established in that place of opposition because he is the one who makes all things come together for his goodness, for his glory, for his honor, and for his power to to be released. And and so that's what he's after. He's after a a body that has a sound mind and isn't going to so quickly retreat. And, And what we were talking about prior to hopping on live was just uh, God is after the spirit man right now. He is, he is working out our spirit man right now. And, and one of the things that that I know does that is speaking in tongues, right? Like we can build ourselves up spiritually by praying in tongues. And the other is through this washing of the water of the word and the, 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 the thing that we need to become so hungry for is his word is the scriptures to really give our spirit man a workout to be able to feed our minds the things that will create a soundness in them. All right. There's my intro. Who wants to jump in.
1: <laughs> I, I could jump in here. Um Reading through Romans, uh, you know, we we're talking about reading over the next few weeks and going through chapters one through eight. I've made it through chapter one barely, just barely, and really getting caught up in in verse sixteen where it says God's liberating power is it's unleashed in us through Christ, and being liberated is is something that just kind of captures my attention because it's about being set free from uh, imprisonment or bondage uh, uh, free of control and and oppression uh, any constraints or containment you know Jesus has given us liberty and it's absolutely an incredible thing to be able to say okay yes I simply believe this mm-hmm. and now I can actually start living it. I don't have to stay in this self-containment, this, this self-imprisonment that I'm in because uh, uh, I am actually a victor and not a victim. And, and I think that's where, uh, when when we start thinking about uh, strong minds and, and, and being able to uh, uh, have that praise fest at any moment when opposition is coming at us, we have to know that we have been uh, uh, the liberating power, God's liberating power has been unleashed in us through Christ. Yeah. And and our minds have to pick that up quickly Mm -hmm. uh, because if we don't, we're going to stay, we're going to stay contained. We're going to stay in our our self imprisonment, even though the doors are wide open, that's where we're going to remain. And and it's easy for us to have moments of, of clarity and, uh, moments where, uh, we, we know what God's asking of us because we get in proximity of somebody who's living in intimacy with the father continually. Yeah, and, and those people, they unlock things in others. But if that person that is being unlocked doesn't, doesn't take that and run to intimacy with God and stay there, then it's unsustainable. And so they they have been out on the prison yard and they've gotten their son and now they're going to take their little cells and shuffle back inside and, and pretend to close the doors of their cell. And it's just not the reality. It's not our reality. We, are, we aren't victims here. We are victors. We start from a place of victory and and we have to simply believe that. Mm-hmm. Because it's gonna, uh, it's gonna unlock this, this liberating power that's already been unleashed in us. We don't have to wait for it. We don't have to do anything for it. It's already there. It's already unleashed. Yeah. We have to be able to take hold of it. We have to be able to stay in intimacy with the Father, because it's not going to be sustainable if we don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good, Pepper.
1: Well, and as you talk that, you
2: know, the whole point is being able to be free in your mind, right? To walk in the spirit. I mean, look at the parts of the truly persecuted church, not, you know, something to go my way church. The truly persecuted church, they can tell you, you know, you can walk in freedom in your mind as a prisoner of war in the natural or, you know, as a persecuted person who's lost your physical freedom. Your body may be in a cell. You know, those of you that are familiar with Watchman Nee, I mean, he was in prison for something like 10 years. And a lot of the classic material that he wrote, he wrote in prison. Mm -hmm. You know, who could think that you'd be in a prison cell and you could get all this revelation lined, you know, and then let's go back to the disciples. You know, it was like, jail meant nothing to them you know they get flogged beaten thrown in jail sometimes the angel get them out sometimes he wouldn't but they you know the romans would say we forbid you to preach about this jesus didn't mean nothing to them they get right out you know and start so the whole point is not when the warfare is overtaking me granny get your gun out you know And I know we haven't achieved it. I haven't achieved it yet. Pray without ceasing. I haven't achieved it. Walk in the spirit. You know, how do you walk in the spirit 24 7? How do you pray 24 7? But to get that kind of revelation, you got to keep your gun ready. You can't wait till the battle is so overwhelming you. And it's like, I got to get my gun cleaned and loaded. You got to stay locked and loaded, you know because it's like we were talking earlier, Angie, it's not, it's not if it's when, because he's already said the warfare's ramped up. We've Mm -hmm. been hearing it for how long, you know? And so um, one scripture I had on my mind this morning is, it's uh, Psalm 119.30, about how the entrance of his word brings light, you know, and that's, the prescription. That's one of the prescriptions for those dark places in our mind, those dark thoughts that, you know, and, and it can't be just, I mean, of course, you're going to pick up your Bible in the moment. Right. But he said, your word has been hidden in my heart. It's been written on the tablet of my heart. Yeah. That's another thing. Look at how many people in the world, they're lucky if they have one Bible. I've got so many Bibles you know? Um, and so where's the word? If you don't have a Bible, some people I've heard of people having just one page of the Bible or a few pages of the Bible and that they have to hide, you know? So that word has to be hidden in our heart Mm -hmm. and for the season where we're going, it it has to be the intentional prescription for where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. You know, those days where you just randomly pick up your Bible. Oh, I need something and flip it open. (laughs) I'm not saying we can't do that, but Mm -hmm. there's an intentionality in this warfare now, like I've never seen before. And so we're going to have to be strategic. We're going to have to be in the moment and strategic at the same time, because Mm -hmm. the prescription for tomorrow or even an hour from now may be different when the battle ramps Mm -hmm. up, you know, and, you know, I, I, I love to read the Psalms because it brings comfort, but I feel like for me, I can no longer just read Psalms just to placate me and comfort me in the moment. I mean, I need one of those scriptures that's saying, you know, God, gut my enemy and kill him. And, you know, and I'm not talking about in the natural, we're mm-hmm. talking about those spiritual enemies that are attacking the mind. You know, we're going to have to get that violent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I feel like God is just like, one of the things that that he's revealing to me is the deprivation of minds. And, and, and I think that it's because we have been, we've placated. We, we have um, what the, the word that God gave us for 2023. I've got it right here. I don't know if I can quickly find the, the part, but he was talking about, um oh gosh, the sentimentality that we have insulated ourselves with. And we have, we have released sentimentality toward things that he rejects that that he calls defiled that he calls dead impotent and and we have released sentiment toward those things and and so that has gone toward um creating a lack of integrity in our our minds and in our thought life and uh, you know you can you can read through scripture <laughs> in a couple different ways but it, there it's it's bringing together the the combination of the fear of the lord and grace and um because we can't we can we can go too far in in one direction you know fear of the lord within our our fleshly self can turn into major judgment which is yeah. why You know, I went the opposite direction (laughs) over the last 15 years and was full on grace, 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 love, love, love. And which I think was necessary for me because, you know, as a prophet, I was born black and white. And, um, you know, even on the way down here, God was like, I want you to be aware of the moments where people are attempting to edit you. And what he was showing me is that the same people that have been editing me for years are still attempting to do it today because I've allowed them the permission to do so. And and God's like showing me very specific scenarios of when this happened and throughout my life. And, and he's just calling my attention to it. Like, you need to be aware of this. I am the only one that is allowed to add to or take away from you. Right, and I think so often we allow one another to groom us in inappropriate ways, and and it, it brings about a weakness in us where there are specific areas that he is attempting to strengthen. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason that he made me severely black and white. And, um, and, and that has been edited in me. And I, I have, I've been a part of that. I've edited that it, my, my own self. And, um, and this has nothing to do with the, the name of our organization. It's just mm-hmm. happens to be the, the language that he was using to help me understand what it is that he's after. Part of having a sound mind is being uniquely us, the way that Maybe. he has made us to be. Because if I am weak in the area that he has strengthened me, then I am editing his purposes. And um, I don't want to be party to that. You know, yeah. like there is a reason why he created me to be black and white. And, um, and, and you know, we need to be asking, Holy Spirit, what attribute did you speak you know when when you were thinking me up what attribute did you release through the power of your word to create me and and how have I attempted to chisel that away to to round the edges when they're sharp and the thing is is like that sharpness in me is intentional for you you know and if I round off those edges it does nothing for the rest of the body jump in
1: yeah that that's that's a, a a great way to look at that is is where are we rounding off our edges and editing ourselves uh, uh to to I, I to what end i don't know i i guess to to protect reputation to uh, uh amory's question i wonder why we do this well it, it's that we fear men more than we fear god yeah ah. <laughs> well, well, <this> is, <laughs> This is one of those things that we've talked about over and over again, that we just have to keep bringing up because our reputations are, are held so tightly and we, we cling to what it is that people think about us or what are they going to say? Uh, what's it going to look like if, if I actually step out and follow everything that God is asking me to do. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we want to shrink back and we want to kind of, uh, um, worry about how, how is this person going to receive this? Are are their feelings going to be hurt? Well, that their response to what it is God's asking us to release is not our concern. Mm-hmm. That is, that is Holy Spirit's job to worry about that. Ours is to release what it is that he's wanting us to release. And, I, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned with one another's feelings. Don't get me wrong. Uh, however, um, People are, are going to respond one way or the other. They yeah. they have a choice. You know, we all we all have a decision to make when when presented with the, the many choices that we have access to, especially here in, in the West. We have, like Pepper talked about, we have all our Bibles. I've got stacks of them over there. And uh I, I have choice to to look at different translations and all these things. So um yeah, why are we rounding the corners off? Because because we fear what it is that other people think rather than fearing the Lord, rather than getting in here uh, into the word and seeing what it, what is it really wanting to say? What are we really wanting to uh, uh, release right now? What what does that look like? And sound minds has to be a part of this. And in that sound mind, when you're talking about the the opposition that's coming against us, the, the word resilience just keeps coming back up for me while we're having this conversation is, is it, If we are outside of that intimacy with Holy Spirit and not not really pressing in to that relationship, our our resilience to opposition is not going to be there. We're not going to be able to to stand up and be like, "Mm, I see you. But guess what? You don't have any sway. You don't have any influence here because my mind is strong. And and I have a sound mind that's ready to, to fight. Mm -hmm. and i loved pepper what you're talking about uh you know having your gun ready at all times (laughs) you know there there is a time to clean your gun there's a time to rest there's a time to train but guess what there's others in the body who are ready at that time when it's your time to Mm -hmm. to come down off the line right and 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 we have to know when those times are Mm -hmm. And, and if it's not our time to come down off the line we better be ready
0: Right. Yeah. And the thing is, is like we we look at because I know I know exactly, you know, when we start talking about not rounding the edges and to stay sharp, that we immediately say, yes, but it's truth and love kind of thing. Mm. But we don't understand love. Yeah, we don't, we don't understand kindness. Mm. It is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. But there was never in a moment of coddling by the Lord that I grew. Never. Not once. Right. His wow. Kindness is sharp. It's his kindness, that sharp mm. kindness that pierces me. <laughs> And causes me to come up higher to a higher level in him. And and so I think that our idea of of being sharp is um, like we're so afraid of like wounding one another. But faithful are the wounds of a friend. Right? As iron sharpens iron, so another man does. Right? So these are the things that we have to keep in perspective. Mm -hmm. That kindness is actually sharp. It should be a sharpening. There should be friction involved. And that's the thing that we need to get over is creating friction with one another. And here's the thing. I believe that if we actually had a sound mind, we would fight from a place of victory more often than we are right now. I think we we engage warfare in the wrong spaces of our minds. We do so out of a, a kind of a weak-mindedness of like, uh, kind of thing. Instead of being fierce. Because the thing is, is we don't even know who we are. We don't know who we are. And until we do, we're not really making a dent. And one of the things that God was showing me is that he was, he was revealing the the duplicity that we have and, and how he was doing that is like, you know, showing me where there's been times that I've been in conversation with somebody and my words are saying one thing that my mind is disagreeing and making plans in an opposite direction. And I was like, <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> See, this is the sharp kindness that I'm talking about. Like without these moments, I would stay stuck in moments like that thinking that it's okay for me to be saying one thing, like agreeing with my words and disagreeing in my mind and just to placate. And um and so those are the things where he's wanting to bring alignment. So there's no longer a duplicity within our own selves. We, we're supposed to be three parts that are moving in one direction, not three parts that are moving in three directions. and And the thing that we've got to, to have revealed to us is is what does my spirit man long for? What is it that, that my spirit man looks like? What is it that my my spirit man relates to as far as the Godhead And um, we just we need some revelation because until we understand our spirit man because it was our spirit man that was spoken on that sixth day right when he said he they created male and female and their likeness and he's like, dang, look at that you know he's like just so taken with what it is that he's done That was our spirit that he was like creating, speaking into existence and that's the part of us that has history. That's the part of us that knows what it's like to be held in the bosom of the Lord right mm-hmm. That's the part of us that knows the ferocity of who he is. And it's the part of us that knows the deep intimacy. And I I think so many of us lean toward that really intimate father, God kind of space when, when we really need to be revealed to, especially in this season, to the ferocity of him. What does it look like to stand like he is right now? What does it look like to, to take a stance of ferocity? Like, what does my spirit man look at like in these spaces? What uh, anyway? I could go on and on because I'm excited about it because it's been a long time since I've thought about my spirit man, and and I'm not ready to describe her quite yet. But I'm shocked shocked by what it is like how she has transformed from the last time I thought about her you know and um and and what it is that that she's capable of and and the expanse of space that she can cover and and so anyway I think that we have tied our spirit man under our frail minds and she needs release he needs released
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely
0: Oh, this Ella's one. on. We just have to say hello to Ella <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Anne Marie. <laughs> this, what you're talking about with your your spirit man, and what does your spirit man long for? This is such a significant question because if if we don't start to understand this and start to really build that strong mind here, what's going to wind up happening is is we're just going to continue to take the wrong action. The action we're going to take is is oh, we're going to go run and try to get another prophecy because I don't want to take action on this one.
2: Yes.
1: Like we just, we want to continue in this this tight little circle of receiving a prophetic word and being like, oh, that's so great. I agree with that. What's next? Give me the next one. Yes. And and we, we, we don't understand the significance of being able to say, okay, this is what my spirit man really longs for right now. Yeah and then taking action because God has likely already given us a prophetic word to chase after with that desire. Yes. That that desire of our spirit man matches what God is speaking over us. It's matching what it is that you were talking about when the Holy spirit was thinking about us and, and spoke the words of, of who we are.
0: Yeah.
1: And all of those things are lining up. and, And we need to understand the significance of that question.
0: Yeah, I I think that we're prophetically obese. (laughs) That's just (laughs) energy being real. I do. I think that Mm -hmm. that we are attempting to consume prophecy at a a high rate and we are not even taking time to sit with the thing. I mean the thing we need to be doing is, is asking. What is for the season? I talked about this a little bit on, on Sunday. And, you know, I I spent a a week in, in Canada. And when you're in a room full of prophets, you can pull all kinds of things from the spirit realm, all kinds of things. You want to be, you want to be comforted. You want to be built up. You want to be encouraged. You can pull it. And, um, and, and so you can see so much stuff in a space like that. I mean, like all of your senses are are, are lit up if you're paying attention. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is like, I needed, I needed Holy spirit to come in and rightly judge, right. To be like, hold on. It's fine that you see that look, but don't touch, you know, <laughs> like, it's almost like, you know, being a little kid and you're in a store where there's a bunch of breakables and, you know, your mom is like, stop here. Don't touch that. Mm -hmm. I need that because I love the prophetic, but there we have too much going on and we cannot even grab hold of one thing because we we've consumed so much of it. And, Mm -hmm. and I think he's just giving us laser focus right now and saying, let's do the one thing that you've been putting off. And, and what I was explaining on Sunday is that, so, and Vince, you alluded to this also it's like we reach for the next grandiose thing to get out of doing the next thing right the thing that he's calling us into right now we we reach for the bigger thing because it lets us off the hook because it's so grandiose and out there that, and we're not ready for it and we're we're attempting to occupy space in our minds that we, that even our spirit isn't ready for. And so mm-hmm. when we do that, we're creating a pseudo realm for mm-hmm. us to, to dwell in. And it's not even a, of God's nature. It's just something to comfort ourselves and, mm-hmm. and we're not ready for it. We need wisdom when it comes to the prophetic without it, we're just creating fantasies. Mm-hmm. pepper
2: Well and you know I think we're deluding ourselves if we think you know because we need a sound mind to do the warfare of course but have you ever thought about you need a sound mind to carry the glory mm. it, it, it's a way to glory that we've not known yet and that we you know we're just on the very tip of it and it's like is my mind? Not only my mind, but my body is sound enough, you know, whole enough, even in the natural realm, healthy enough to carry the glory. Because what's the glory going to do? Because it's got to it's gotta filter through my mind. So is the glory going to puff me up? Or is the glory going to be so heavy I feel unworthy? Or I have this, you know, life-changing dangerous tool and I don't even know how to wield it? Mm-hmm. because I'm trying to wield it through my mind instead of his mind and so I think that's one point that really needs to be considered. And you said something when you were talking about um, that we're three parts, but we're not three separate parts that and what came to my mind was um, Ezekiel's vision, you know and how you know only God could make a creature, that's a man and an ox and an eagle and a lion. And for whatever reason, God showed us that those parts are very distinct. And so there may be times I have to be the lamb Mm. and there may be times I have to be the lion, but there can't be this duplicity that separates me because when you read that about the creatures, you, you know which side you're looking at, but the way Ezekiel describes it, you know, my mind has to see it like a box. And they all move in one direction. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. When one moved, they all moved. You, you know, you knew which side you were seeing. But, and 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 I feel like it's kind of like the Godhead. I mean, you can get into the Godhead, you, you know, has there been times that you've been praying with Jesus. And then you kind of know, wow, I entered in with the Holy spirit now, you, you know, and so I think those examples of how we're tripart beings, we can make too much uh, separation, you know, yeah. because when one part of us move, we should be like the creatures. We should all be moving,
0: right. you know,
2: and, and we should know which face to show, mm-hmm. but it, that that also has to do with soundness of mind. Because if our vent is all prophetic, you know, and like you said, you can use those prophecies just as a way to comfort you and medicate you so you don't have to think about the moment you're in now. One day, mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, one day, <laughs> right. I'm going to be in Canaan with milk and honey. Mm-hmm. And then you skip the whole part where, you know. There's still some giants left in Canaan for us to fight.
0: Yeah,
2: and God left them there purposely to teach to teach a, another generation how to do war. I mean, I'm sure Vince can tell us. It doesn't matter if you're in a war time; you're still going to have times where you're out in the field and you're you're doing all these uh, drills and you know. So, I think we've made too light the battle of the mind and the retraining that God wants to do in this season. And it's like past seasons, you know, another thing that God was really sharing with me is about how the season we're in now evil has evolved. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, God, you know, give me a scripture about that. And, and he took me, um, 2 Timothy 3, and it says, but understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving uh treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, mm-hmm. lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power, avoid such people well, this is this is the writer describing the last days then, and we're we're much closer to the last days now than we were then, and. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, you don't even have to go out in the world. Just turn on your TV or social media. And that settles the argument about evil evolving. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like God's saying, because evil has evolved, our weapons of warfare have to evolve. Some of our weapons are archaic. They Mm -hmm. were good for the past. But, and then, you know, in my mind, I repeated some mind battles that I had done before, and it's like, God haven't we done this before? I thought that we were done with this, but it's not that I didn't gain ground, but now it's like a new level of it, and I need different tools and so he's retraining me to conquer this in new ways because i've made i've made um more leeway into Canaan. And so there's different giants this season than last season. So what I used to conquer my giants in the last season, it's not going to work with the giants where I'm going now. And so some of it is just a sign that we've gained ground too. But we are going to have to get our weapons of war and our warfare out of this archaic thinking that what I did in the past worked or, you know, because, um, you know, God said, be wise as a serpent. And it's like, um, there's another scripture he gave me too. And it, it, it's talking about the rich man's manager and it's in the context, it's about money, but I do think it's applicable to what I'm talking about now, because it's, it's, um, Luke sixteen eight, and it says, um, What was that scripture? Well, he's talking about is um the rich man, he uh he had a manager of his money and he did some really clever things with the money. And he was talking about how the world is more clever in what they do than the children of light, Mm. you know. And that shouldn't be that the children of darkness are more clever than the children of light. And so we've got to get clever. We've got to get strategic. And I know, you know, it says be gentle as a dove. But that's that's for the person. It's not for the demon. It's not to pet the demon. The gentility is not for the demon. We're to be violent. So, and, and one more thing, and I'll hand it over to you guys, um, that I really no, God is saying in this season, you're not going to be able to trust your emotions at all. They are going to lead you completely astray if Mm -hmm. you lean on your emotions or your own understanding.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so true. I want to read just a portion of of Romans 1. And um, I'm going to start. uh, This is the message. So it's somewhere around verse 20. (laughs) It says, they pretended to know it all. But were illiterate regarding life. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I just I I like I like it in I like it in several translations, but I feel like the message says this in a language that we can understand, that we can grab hold of and run with. And, and, and that's that's piercing to me. To, they pretend to know it all, but they're illiterate and they traded the glory of God for trinkets. And we've done this. We've done this, especially in the American church. We have done this. We've traded the glory of God for trinkets to appease one another rather than stand for truth. Uh, so God said, in effect, if that's what you want, that's what you get. It wasn't long before they were living in a pig pen, smeared with filth, filthy inside and out. And all this because they traded the true God for a fake God and worshiped the God they made instead of the God who made them. The God we bless, the God who blesses us. Worse followed. Refusing to know God, they soon didn't know how to be human either. Women didn't know how to be women. Men didn't know how to be men sexually confused. They abused and defiled one another. Women with women, men with men, all lust, no love. And then they paid for it. Oh, how they paid for it. Emptied of God and love, godless and loveless wretches. And I just think this, this is what, this is what the church is riddled with now. We're not talking about the world. This is what the church is riddled with now. We, we forgot who God was. We didn't honor his glory rightly. And now we have forgotten what it even means to be human. And we have defiled ourselves to the point of having a, a, a mind that is deprivated. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't know truth if it slapped us in the face. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that, that it's somewhat of a deflating conversation, but the thing is, is like, these are the things that we really need to face and be asking, what's the solution? Mm-hmm. God, how do we correct this? And so it's not just about tearing down the structures that that we've created as a, a church body. It's the structure within the capacity of minds that needs to be transformed. And I feel like what God was showing me is that this isn't an invitation. It's not a promise to, to, be, to, to long for. It's a demand. You will have a sound mind.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: not after a bride that is, is falling for anything. He's after a bride who one knows who he is and beholds his glory rightly. And knows how to be human. Mm-hmm. That's what he's after. And I don't know, I don't have all the answers of what it looks like to pursue this because I know we have a part to play. But what I do know to do is to begin to consume as much of his word as possible, because that is the sword that needs to be wielded right now. And we can no longer mince truth. This agenda right here, I just had a conversation with my oldest daughter last night and she was talking about, and it was sobering hearing it from a 24 year old. She was talking about how messed up the church is that, that, you know, the church is just bowed down to any old thing as long as they can gain numbers. Mm -hmm. Do you know why God dealt so severely with David and his need for a census? Because it was a puffing up. God God has no space for pride. None. And numbers, when we start to account for what we're attaining, he's like, you done did wrong. You know? And we need this slap in the face. We do. We need the sharpening we have to start taking these things more seriously he was very very clear with us no more compromise Mm -hmm. and no more tolerance I don't know last thoughts guys
2: well you know one of the translations says you know they traded the truth of God for a lie Mm -hmm. So that was the beginning of their demise of being turned over to a debased mind right there. So, one of the prescriptions is getting back to the truth because it's the idolatry that they were practicing, Mm -hmm. which is a form of trading the truth for a lie. Mm -hmm. Because when you look at idolatry in a very literal way, my God's Hindu, my God's Buddha, my God. You know, yeah. everybody had their own idolatry, but they traded the truth for a lie.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: that led, <clears throat> excuse me, to the unnatural affections where they were given over to just all the mess and the junk. So I think that's one of the prescriptions right there is deal with those idols. And you hear that in the world so much. What is your truth? Well, I don't care what mm-hmm. my truth is or your truth. What is What does he say is truth? Mm-hmm. So that's where we need black and white prophets. Mm-hmm. Because with black and white prophets like you, Angie, there's no, sometimes there's no room for middle ground. It's a truth or it's a lie. You know, mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron. Cotton doesn't sharpen iron. A feather doesn't sharpen iron. Iron sharpens, sharpens iron. So where we've traded, what did you say? The treasures for the trinkets? Yeah. Is that how it was?
0: Yeah. Um, I don't remember how it was worded. Mm. Um, They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand.
2: Wow. What can you add to that? Oh,
0: my gosh. And this, this is why it's, it's the, we we've got the, we've got the grace and we've got the love, right. And this is why we need the fear of the Lord. And I want to read something just to kind of wrap this up. This was something that, that I came across the other day and, um, it's just kind of a story. So I'll just read it. John Bevere visited Jim Baker in prison. And if you don't know who Jim Baker is, you're just going to have to go and do a little bit of study on Mm -hmm. U S evangelists. Um, John asked him how he could have fallen away from God in such a big way. He asked Jim, didn't you ever actually love God? How could you wander so deep into sin? Jim replied, Oh no, that was never the problem. I loved God the whole time. The problem wasn't loving God the problem was that i never feared him mm. the fear of god and the love of god are weights on each side of the scale that keep you in the center of god's will and that is sobering it's sobering because we can we can love god but if we aren't rightly regarding him we will be out from underneath his glory and without both we can't hold an ounce of his glory. The fear of the Lord is what allows us to even be able to fear, feel that weight. Without it, we won't get to experience all that he has for us. hmm Vince, will you pray for us?
1: Sure. Father, we thank you for for what you've released this morning. We thank you that you are are coming after sound minds and, and not act, asking, but just declaring that we will have sound minds. That you're unlocking for us what it means to, to have a sound mind and, and what actions to take to be brought underneath your, your care and protection and, and guidance and, and love and, and sharpening. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the the sharp black and white words. We, we thank you that you're calling us to a place of not compromising, to not tolerating any compromise. Yeah, I thank you that you're directing us towards fear of you and away from fear of man, that you're calling us into a holiness. Hmm. I'm just, I'm so excited, Father, to, to see what that unlocks for us. To see where it is you're taking us through all of this. And I declare a boldness over each one of us. Jesus. That we would remain sharp. That we wouldn't try to round off the corners
2: yeah.
1: of what it is you're wanting us to release for fear of what others would think. Father continually call us back to a fear of you. Let us keep our eyes fixed on you. Solely focused on you and not not turning away. Mm In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, Upcoming Friday, um, I'll be on with Lisa for Life Up Here at 8 a.m. Central Time. So join us there. Until then, have a fantastic week, guys.